Wait for Brian to get all settled in. All right. Well, once again, welcome. And we're going to go ahead and start with our meditation and then go on in from there. And I think it'll be a fun evening from what I've seen in spirit. So it, <laughs> it was it was fun this afternoon in spirit, so I, I hope it's What about when you look physically? Oh, I was just looking in spirit. I'm not <laughs> So if you would you know this is the second time in a row that I think I've ever done it, is reminding people to shut off your cell phones. If you have them, I never even think about it, but for whatever maybe it'll become new, so Shut off your cell phones, shut off your mind, shut up your mouth, shut up your emotions. <laughs> New meditation. So shut up everything except for your spirit. So let's just go ahead and begin to focus into the spirit. And once again, Simply bring your attention to the spiritualized center, focusing inward. Focusing into the divine point of light. Just take in a deep breath, and as you breathe in, just begin to see this breath of light filling you from the top of your head down through your body, just flooding the body with light and loving. And as you exhale, just continue seeing this movement of loving washing you and through you, bringing everything into alignment with this divine movement of spirit, allowing the body, the mind, the emotions, and the imagination just to come quiet and peaceful. So just for a few moments, continue this divine breath of light. As you breathe in physically, to see this divine light coming in from the top of your head and flooding the body and the mind and the emotions. So just continue this breathing process Inhaling and exhaling, God's divine loving. Continuing to hold your focus at the seat of the soul, allowing this movement of light to easily flow through you, riding upon your breath. And in this breathing movement of loving, as you continue to hold your focus here, at the spiritualized center. Just now, create that space, that invitation, asking, knocking, and seeking God's loving presence, inviting God in. And so just do that within yourself as I do that outwardly now. Lord, we do ask at this time that your divine presence enter and fill us, filling us to overflowing, that we may truly live and breathe your loving essence. And in the living of this loving, we do ask that all those concerns, those disturbances, any worries, 
anything in this world, the psychic material world that draws our attention. We ask that your loving presence just come into all areas, bringing peace, bringing harmony, bringing fulfillment and completion so that all can become still in this divine moment of loving. And Lord, we ask in all ways that we be guided and that all our actions, that we act according to the movement of your loving so that all that we do and all that we experience is filled with your grace, is filled with your light, that we truly live a blessed life in all ways and in all levels. And Lord, we're grateful for all these blessings and all these opportunities in which we have to live your loving. And so it is. And continuing breathing this loving light. Seeing this light moving in and moving out. On the next inhale, just allow this love to build, and as we exhale, we'll begin chanting the Anahu. Continuing chanting out loud. Just allowing yourself to experience the sound of the Anahu continuing to resonate within. Seeing this divine movement of light and sound now entering in and moving through every level and all ways. Allowing this divine breath of light and loving to begin to lift you from within. Just now, seeing the light of your soul, stepping forward up to the spiritual doorway, the spiritual eye. And so now, at this place, just begin to look out, out into the spiritual realms from within. Seeing this divine resonating light and sound before you now as a pathway, a pathway that enters in to your very consciousness that leads you to the depths of your soul. See this light of loving now before you and enter on this path, stepping free of the physical world 
into the world of spirit, knowing and trusting that God's loving is truly what lifts you and protects you on this journey. So just now, step out and in to this divine path of light and sound. Just allowing God's loving to lift you and to bring you into that oneness with Spirit. So continuing the journey, inwardly chanting the Anahu or the Holy Names, riding this path of light and sound upwards back to the very source from which it comes.
And so now, within yourself, see yourself coming before God face to face. And just now, look within God's eyes and allow God to look within yours. And through this gaze, just open and allow yourself to receive God's loving, allowing the fullness of God's loving spirit to now enter into your very soul, filling you to overflowing. All you have to do is simply open and receive. So just simply receive God's loving. Just allowing it to fill you however God wishes that to be. And now as this loving fills you to overflowing, now return this action of loving. Now share your love with God, allowing God to receive those blessings and grace of which you have to share with the Lord. And so now do that however you wish to share your loving with God. Once again, allow God now to share God's loving with you. Once again, now opening and receiving God's light of loving to fill you and to be with you, however that is. Once again, it is your turn to share your loving with God. So just as you have received, once again, now share your loving directly with God and to God and for God, however you wish to do that. And so now know it is this simplicity of simply giving and receiving and God's loving. So allow this loving, the cycle of giving and receiving, to live within, to breathe in that love from God, to receive God's love, and to breathe out God's love, to give, to share that love with God. So just now allow the cycle, the circle of loving to breathe in and to breathe out. Just allow yourself now to receive God's love breathing in and to give God's love breathing out. 
And just allow this to now circulate within you in your beingness. Allowing this giving and receiving to come to a natural rhythm and flow that there is no beginning and no ending, no stopping and no starting, but simply a circle of loving, always in motion, always in movement, giving and receiving, breathing in and breathing out, knowing that this is who you truly are, is a movement of God's loving. So as you find this natural flow and rhythm of giving and receiving, of breathing in and breathing out, allow your soul to become one and to merge in the circle of loving. Through this breath of life, just now see this drawing you into a oneness and beingness with God itself. So breathe yourself now into God. Allowing yourself to become this breath of life. So now know within yourself that you are this movement of loving, that this very breath is you, that as you breathe in and as you breathe out, it is a very essence of your light and your sound, the movement of that loving with you and God as one in being. Simply allow this oneness to be as you. And in this oneness, trust that the river of life is truly as it is and it will always be knowing that you and God are one in all ways and all levels, allowing this oneness to live within you simply as a movement of loving and expression as that breath of life travels from the realms in the heart of God through and throughout all universes and all levels of consciousness and see yourself, your consciousness, simply riding this breath in its fullness of expression. And from this place within spirit, in this oneness with God, just now turn around and see the physical body now through the realms of soul, the unconscious, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and into the physical body. See this expression, this breath of life from the very source from which you are in this movement through all levels into and breathing life into that physical body. Seeing this breath as a river of loving, the life giver, this is who you are. Simply allow yourself to become aware and to know this. And in this knowing, simply just be.
And so now knowing within yourself that truly there is no separation, that it is just a movement, a breath of loving. Just allow this breath of loving now to just be allowing your consciousness to fully expand and awaken, to know yourself in this oneness and to know yourself in the movement in this oneness all the way into the physical body, knowing that you truly are this divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. So just now, allow that awakening to take place, becoming present and aware spiritually as well as physically, allowing all the barriers of separation and unknowing to dissolve in the movement of this loving, allowing your consciousness to ride fully present and awake. Become aware now once again of the physical consciousness as well as the spiritual, maintaining your awareness on all levels, now allowing yourself to become physically present allowing that point of awareness to once again come present at the seat of the soul, the spiritualized center, allowing the eye to stay open that you may always gaze upon God and know that you and God are one. So now simply live this oneness this loving, opening your spiritual eye and opening your physical eyes to spiritualize the physical eyes so that you truly see the divine within and within all. And we'll read a little something from Hafiz. What will the burial of my body be? The pouring of a sacred cup of wine into the tender mouth of the earth and making my dear sweet lover laugh one more time. This is called Greeting God. I hear the nightingale greeting God. I hear the rain speaking to the roof of my heart, like a winter blanket of snowy gently, of snow gently tucking in the earth. I let a great yearning within my ken lay down next to him. I hear a sorrowful lover being true no matter what, even if the beloved seems cruel. Tonight there is a jewel falcon singing in the blessed pain using the tongue of Hafiz. Okay. Does my mic sound okay, or does it seem echoey? Okay, it's just in me then. <laughs> no, he was a Sufi mystic. Yeah. He was after the time of Rumi. Matter of fact, let's see when he... I don't know that much about his... About 100 years after Rumi. Yeah. 1320 to 1389. So... Laura, do you have anything coming up? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, I think Tom has turned the mic up.
Is that here? Okay. That's nice. Get pampered for free. What more can you ask? Okay. Hmm? Hello. It's on. It's on, Laura, here. <laughs> well, there's two different directions I want to go tonight. One is something I saw this afternoon, and another one's what I saw in meditation. So let's take the high road. <laughs> let's go that direction. Yeah. Oh, the weird road you don't want to go down right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start. Um, I want to ask if there's a question in the community here that would like someone wants, wants to ask. The reason being, oh, Laura? Oh, you're getting You the just mic. want to know if there's a question or you want to know the I'd like question? To hear, I'd like to hear if you have a question to please share it because um, I think it will open a door tonight. But sometimes there's a principle in spirit asking you to receive and it's hanging on a question mark. <laughs> so to me it means it needs to be brought forward by somebody as a question. And it was interesting, this afternoon I was in meditation, and as I was meditating, I went into a group to start to talk, and there was this long line of people standing. Uh, and I said, no, sit down. And they all just stood there, and they all wanted to ask a question before we started. So the first one asked a question, and I answered it. The second one asked a question, and I answered it. The seventh person came up and asked the very same question, and I said, okay, everybody, sit down. I know the question. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of that, then Spirit came in and said, you have to ask in order to receive. And they had to ask seven times in order to receive it. So I'm not going to ask seven of you to ask the same question, but I am going to open it up for one of you to ask the question for seven people. <laughs> so what was the question they asked? I know. Um, there's the question. Yeah, there's yes. the question. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Tucker has it. <laughs> um, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about the effect of the election of the new pope on where spirit is going in the world. That was the question. <laughs> you had to go down the weird path. <laughs> he heard Randy, so, you know. It takes a good Catholic to ask that. Maybe a bad Catholic, I don't know. <laughs> it's a recovering Catholic. Oh, okay, a recovering Catholic. Well, uh, it's an interesting process, this whole thing with the election of the Pope. Um, I'll share a little bit with you as, as what I've seen and how I understand it to be unfolding and realize that in the process of the unfolding it really is just an opening moment. There's a lot of possibilities, a lot of things that can take place here as this new papacy unfolds. But it was very interesting. The Holy Spirit's been very involved in the election of this pope and was really um, working diligently even prior to Pope John Paul's uh, death and uh, working about uh, bringing forward something on the planet that would assist humanity in a little bit better way than might come if the Holy Spirit wasn't actively present in this, this election. And um, let me share a little bit about the process of evolution so that you understand a little bit more about what's going on here. Um, evolution is very, very slow. The path of liberation is very quick in comparison, very, very rapid. But the path of evolution on this planet is very, very slow. In order to give you a true understanding of how slow the path of evolution is without the intercession of grace of the Holy Spirit and those that serve in, in uh, that process of speeding up evolution. 
If you were to look on the planet today, there are still tribes on the planet that are Stone Age in nature. You can go to several places in the world where there are tribes that are living like they did 25,000 years ago. They gather the food the way they did 25,000 years ago. They use the stone tools the way they did. They build their shelters the way they did. They create the flames of fire the way they used to. And they are still living in that time period, that way of living. That is a good indicator to you of how slow the path of evolution is. We as humanity today would still be back in a very primitive state if we were truly following the movement of evolution, just that slow movement of evolution. Another way to look at it is look and see how long the dinosaurs lived on this planet for millions of years. And their evolution was very, very gradual and slow. So it is with humanity. It is a gradual process. The evolutionary process of humanity has been a slow one. It has only been sped up through the actions of the Holy Spirit, working through grace, and working through those that are serving the grace of the Holy Spirit on this planet. And there's two ways that it has been sped up. One is through the action of the hierarchy, which reside mostly in the middle region of the causal realm. And they are um, beings, souls, that have walked the path inwardly and have reached that plateau where they do not have to incarnate down below that plateau in the causal region anymore. They are working in an action of service to continue their movement on up into the higher realms. And the reason that they are there is because they have worked their karma pretty much free in the physical and the astral and the lower causal region. And so they find themselves to be in the causal region as their lowest incarnation uh, capability. And they continue to choose to evolve on higher from there. They have chosen a path of service rather than a path of meditation or self-study. And that action of service that they have chosen to do is to serve humanity that is beneath their, that realm that they are in, that are caught up in the path of evolution, and to assist humanity and to assist the process of evolution on the different planets, the different regions and realms and, that exist below them. And so they are serving uh, humanity to assist the speeding up of evolution so that humanity and its consciousness might grow more quickly than it would otherwise. So again, just to give you an idea, if you were not to have seen this speeding up taking place through this action of grace through the hierarchical community, you would see people much like they are in these Stone Age communities today. That's where this planet would still be. There would be very few in number on the planet in comparison to what there are. There would be more of a tribal tradition and consciousness. And there would be uh, more of a Stone Age primitive tradition still on the planet. That's a little hard to conceive sometimes in our mind when we, we look at that and think, well, how could that possibly be? But it really is true that that's where we would be today if it wasn't for the assistance on other levels and the movement of grace to bring about the speeding up of evolution. And even with that, we are still quite primitive in our way. We may have evolved a great deal, but there is still a lot of the primitive nature within us. And the reason being is that those that walk the spiritual path are still looking downward and out into the cycles and the worlds of evolution. They are not looking inside and up into the realms of spirit. So they are still caught up very much in the traditions and the ways by which the world is leading them, guiding them, and taking them, and walking those paths of evolution that is involved in that. 
And in that, we may see that humanity as a whole, the world as a whole, has changed greatly. We have electricity, we have rapid transportation, we have means by which to pay for things through currency, we have a good food production and transportation and distribution, we have uh, means by which to get out into outer space and to have experience and develop scientific equipment to go beyond our own solar system. We have all these things going on, but yet, when we get right down to it, man today, an individual person today, who is living in what we call society, and a, a person in a tribal Stone Age society somewhere on the planet, they're very much the same. They have the same emotions, they have the same challenges, they have the same physical things going on in their lives, the same emotional, the same mental. And so at those levels, humanity hasn't changed very much, except for those that truly have begun to look inward and upward to the divine in them and to become the process of taking more personal responsibility for their own spiritual growth and development and awakening. And that takes place by each individual taking responsibility for their thoughts, their feelings, their actions, and to begin to take responsibility for the karmas they've created in the past, and to bring that all into loving, into forgiveness and acceptance, and bring it into neutrality. That's where the greatest growth is taking place, is inside. Well, on the planet today, there are a lot of things going on in the path of evolution. Now, I'm not talking about the inner path of spirit right now. I'm talking about the path of evolution, which is a downward and outward focus. In the downward and outward focus, one thing that we find are systems that are set up on the planet. There's political systems, monetary systems, and there's religious systems that are set up. These systems are set up in order to serve the evolutionary process of humanity. And they are all focused downward and outward. And so humanity is ever looking outward for the source of political guidance, for monetary, monetarial guidance, and for religious guidance. We are looking outside of ourselves for God. And in that outer search, we find and develop religions and traditions that serve us very well in an outer focus. Oftentimes that shows up as rituals, as laws, as dogmas, as uh, ways by which to live a, a righteous life. And all of these things do serve us very well and actually bring uh, a, a greater growth to this process of evolution than might otherwise exist but it is still slow. So what we see right now taking place with the papacy is something quite um, unusual and I think has a lot of blessing to it, though it may have some challenges to it as well. The Holy Spirit was really working diligently really over the last century through different religious communities, different religious leaders, including the papacy, in order to bring about a change in the evolutionary process of the religious community. And it goes along with this whole process of the change in evolution that I've talked about in the past that is now taking place on this planet. Things are speeding up. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> Does it seem to be going faster? Well, in a way it is. Time isn't going faster, even though it even seems like time's going faster. But the consciousness is moving at a very rapid pace towards something, a very major something in evolution. It isn't that the body of man is going to change, but the opportunity for the individual in a body to take greater responsibility for themselves is coming up for us to, to handle. In the past, we have walked a lot asleep. We have walked a lot in, in ignorance uh, in the process of evolution. 
We have asked others to take charge of our lives, to be responsible for our decisions, to give us guidance, and to tell us right or wrong. Well, the door is opening more and more every day towards a change in this evolutionary cycle that man has been in for so long now. And this door that's opening on this planet has to do with the speeding up that we all are feeling. It isn't things are speeding up so much as the air is getting more rarefied, if you will. The frequency, the vibration that we are living in is beginning to increase in its dynamic. And as this frequency increases, it causes a stirring within the consciousness of the evolutionary humanity. All those are involved in the evolutionary cycle, including the planet. It is also going through the same change in frequency to a higher level. And in that, there are those that are struggling to hold on to the past, to the old frequency, to the old vibration, to the slower pace, and to the traditions that were involved in that. And there are those that are willing to run towards this new frequency and to really bring it about into its fullness quickly, quickly now. Let's do it now. Well, these changes have happened on the planet many times. And it is now taking place once again. These changes take around 200 years for it to begin and go to its fulfillment and to manifest more in its own way, leaving the old behind. And we are just in that stage now where we are moving into the uh, first um, quarter, I would say, of that 200-year cycle. And with that, there's a lot of change that is taking place, as well as a lot of disturbance and shaking in the old way. And there are those that are struggling to bring about and, and, and maintain the old way, the old tribal traditions, the old religious traditions, the old political traditions, the old economic traditions, and to keep them alive. And they are the ones that are struggling and fighting and trying to keep it in the old way. And if you look at the church, the Catholic Church today, and the cardinals, the College of Cardinals, and you look at the papacy today, you can see a lot of that taking place. The old is struggling to hold on to and maintain its old way. And yet there is this whole energy moving beneath it all that is pushing it upward, upward towards a new way of being, a new way of practicing religion, a new way of having people be in charge of their own consciousness and their own spiritual unfolding on an evolutionary cycle, which is all outward focused. If you look at history, there was an Irish monk, and some of you may have heard of him. His name is Malachi, I believe. And he laid out a prophecy. Um, he did this probably a thousand years ago or so. He laid out a prophecy of all the popes yet to come from that time in his life on to what he considered the end of time. And so he laid out all these popes, not by name, but by symbol, by their lineage, by what they would be known as, or uh, in some way laying out a, a designation for each of the popes that were yet to come. And in this unfolding, he laid out one who was Pope John Paul I. And in that, he said that he would be of the half moon, I believe it was. And that he would reign just a short time. Well, he did. He reigned one moon, from a half moon to a half moon, or whatever the moon cycle was, I'm not real sure. But he, he reigned one month, and he, he died. And then Pope John Paul II was um, uh, brought forward as the new pope, and reigned now for something like 26 years. And... Then he named, Malachi named the Pope following the, uh, the Pope that is John Paul II, 
to be one who would be um, having to do with um, the olive or the olive branch or a line of the olive. And then after that would be a pope that he called the Antichrist that would really serve against God, against the church, even though it would look as though he was doing the greatest work for the church. And at the same time, he would be creating great chaos in the world. And that after that, uh, that Rome would be destroyed and uh, the church would come to an end. And so with that, he was witnessing a flow of consciousness, a flow of the evolutionary cycle that humanity has been on for some time. And he himself was witnessing the end of that evolutionary flow, that evolutionary cycle, and seeing the end of it. He didn't say that there was a new cycle to go into. And so a lot of people are putting energy on this saying, oh, the end of the world's coming. When this next pope dies that we just uh, put on as the next pope, uh, the new pope, that when he dies and the Antichrist comes, then the end of the world comes, Rome is going to be destroyed. And uh, Malachi called it the end of times and the day of judgment. Well, in truth, it's not the day of judgment, it's not the end of times, but it's the end of the evolutionary cycle that has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And mankind has been evolving through that as all the planet and all the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom and the mineral kingdom, it's all been evolving in its own way through this movement of consciousness that is this evolutionary cycle. It is coming to an end. It is truly going to be coming to an end, this evolutionary cycle. But a new one is yet to be born, is yet to come forward. And it is already moving amongst us all. It's moving on the planet. It's moving in the consciousness of the, the humanity and the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom. And, and you can see it happening. The animals are leaving. They are leaving. The plant kingdom, much of the plant kingdom is leaving because this evolutionary cycle doesn't really have a lot of room for them in it on this planet. And so they are going elsewhere because the cycle that is coming to an end doesn't really include the consciousness of the animal and the mineral, I'm sorry, the animal and the plant kingdom in the same way that it has in the past. Now, that sounds kind of sad, I don't know what you would call it, but it really isn't. It's a part of the evolutionary cycle. It's the way it's happened on other planets, in other systems, in other realms, in other worlds. It's just the flow of consciousness of evolution. It's ever-changing, ever, ever-changing. It doesn't stay the same. You can see that on the history of this planet and how it has gone through its own evolutionary cycles time and again and again and again. And so we are witnessing that happening now. Well, what I've witnessed, and I don't know the, the validity of this, the truth of it. I'm just going to share with you something and, and, um, and leave it there. And then we'll witness it together and see what it, what it, whether, how it unfolds for sure. But the Holy Spirit this afternoon showed me something very interesting. The... Now, I'm just sharing with you what I saw. I don't know this is true, this is not, I don't know. Uh, but there, what I saw was a cardinal who came out of a family that 